Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. Well, it is the ho-ho-ho season, but to look at some of the headlines at some tech and even mainstream news websites, some might think that it's the o-o-o season. Get a cup of hot chocolate and a tasty cookie and decide what you think as we look at a few headlines, all from just in the past few weeks. On past editions of the Electronic Cottage, we've mentioned that TSA, the Transportation Security Administration, has been running trials at 16 major U.S. airports, including Boston's Logan. What trials, you may ask? Well, trials to use facial recognition technology to, in the TSA's view, help speed travelers through security. At this point, TSA hopes to implement these processes to all airports in the U.S. during 2023. So what's this all about? As TSA describes it, a traveler will present a passport or other acceptable identification which the TSA agent will scan. Then the traveler steps in front of the camera and a camera takes a photo, which is immediately compared to the image on the traveler's ID. And assuming a match, the traveler gets to go right through security. Wait a minute, you may say, isn't that what a human TSA agent does now at the airport? Well, yes, but supposedly this system will be faster and at least as efficient as a human, or maybe even more so, at matching travelers' faces to their ID photos. This all sounds pretty good. After all, everyone wants to get through security as quickly as possible. But a number of security and privacy experts have pointed out that there are a few things that might bear a little more thought about this idea. For example, facial recognition technology doesn't do such a great job on identifying people if the people don't happen to be white males. TSA is aware of the problem, and while it will not let us folks, you know, taxpayers, see what the false positives and negative percentages are so far in these trials, TSA says everything is swell. And then there's the question of what happens to those photos that are taken whenever a person wants to get on a plane. TSA says, including to congressional committees when this plan was first unveiled, that these photos will not be used for surveillance. No siree. In fact, as soon as the match is made with the traveler's photo ID, the picture that's taken by the camera will be erased. Well, some of the photos anyway. Some unknown number will be kept in TSA databases for no longer than two years so that the program can be evaluated, improved, and so forth. TSA stresses, of course, that the retained photo information will be safe. Given the record of the TSA contractor Perceptix, a provider of license plate readers and vehicle recognition systems for America's land border crossings, that claim might raise a few skeptical eyebrows. Back in 2019, for example, Perceptix, which stored every license plate and photo of vehicles, and often of people in the cars, crossing into the U.S. from Canada or Mexico, was hacked. And the perpetrators, who as far as we're aware were never identified, even put that personal info up on the dark web for anybody to see. 
but today is today, and maybe that wouldn't happen again. And TSA says that the system is voluntary anyway, at least for now. Travelers will still be able to have a TSA agent see if their faces match their ID if the traveler prefers. Again, that is today. But given the history of mission creep in Washington, and a trove of photos taken every time someone gets on a flight, along with who that someone is and when they went through security, those privacy folks who are concerned might be forgiven for their concern. Meanwhile, the end of the year approaches and folks will soon be getting ready to send their tax returns to the IRS, often using filing software provided by, for example, H&R Block, Tax Act, Tax Slayer, Intuit, and others. This headline from The Markup might make a person gulp just a bit as tax filing season approaches. Quote, tax filing websites have been sending users' financial information to Facebook. End quote. Hmm. This is a long report, and we won't go into any detail here. Instead, we'll put a link to the markup article from November 22, 2022, on the page for today's program in the Public Affairs Archive at www.weru.org for anyone who'd like to plow through the whole thing. What kind of information is being sent to Facebook? What are we talking about here? Well, anything from names and addresses to the amount of tax due and who's getting a refund and how much the refund might be, who dependents are that are filed on a return, who has a student loan, and on and on. It may not be the best for one's digestion, especially for those who've used any of this tax filing software in the past, to go through this report. And in a reprise of another item we've mentioned on previous programs, here's a headline from last week that appeared on TechDirt. Quote, Law enforcement is extracting tons of data from vehicle infotainment systems. End quote. Yep. Recall the cars today are pretty much computers on wheels. A million lines of computer code in a recent automobile is not all that unusual. Neither is the fact that some of that code is sending real-time data back to car makers, to map providers, and of course, to the vendors who provide the music streams and whatever else folks like to access in their new rides. In a warrant application filed by an alcohol, tobacco, and firearms agent reported in a Forbes article on December 1, 2022, the agent noted that the computers in modern cars were, quote, designed to store a vast amount of data, end quote. The agent went on to assert that it's, quote, possible to recover a great deal of information off the phones that have been connected to the car without access to the phone itself, end quote, and further on that, quote, there are over 10,000 supported vehicles by BMW, Buick, Cadillac, Chevrolet, Chrysler, Dodge, Fiat, Ford, GMC, Hummer, Jeep, Lincoln, Maserati, Mercedes, Mercury, Pontiac, Ram, Saturn, Toyota, and Volkswagen. End quote. Well, isn't that comforting? Especially since if law enforcement can do such stuff, so can a talented hacker. And so can companies that gather our personal data and sell it to anyone with a buck. 
Does all this mean that we shouldn't use TSA's latest security system or not file our taxes electronically or only buy old used cars without data leaking infotainment systems? Of course not. But what it might mean is that we do well to understand how these conveniences work and what they might mean for us in our daily lives and then make our judgments on their usefulness to us. We'll do our best to keep looking at the intersection of tech and our daily lives so we can make informed decisions about what we want to use and don't want to use, right here on future editions of Notes from the Electronic Cottage.